iTunes Celebrity Podcast. Hello, kitties. This is Alice Cooper, and these are my iTunes Celebrity Podcast. We're going to start right out with uh, one of my favorite, maybe my favorite Yardbird song, uh, because this song is the only song, I think, with Jeff Beck and Jimmy Page playing lead at the same time. Happenings 10 years time ago, the Yardbirds. Things that mean a lot to me, why do I The Stooges. Grew up with the Stooges in Detroit. Um, did so many shows with Iggy and the Stooges back in 1968-69. And this song always popped out to me. I mean, TVI was great and I Want to Be Your Dog was great. But my favorite song by them was always this song, I'm Loose, The Stooges. Being a lyricist, I always try to go for songs where the lyrics m tell a story. Chuck Berry tells a story better than anybody else. He's, a, he's the three-minute story champion. Uh, and one of the great satirists, one of the great humorists of his time, when you realize he was writing this stuff in the 50s, no particular place to go but a guy who can't get his girlfriend out of her seatbelt. Riding along in my automobile my baby beside me at the wheel I stole a kiss at the turn of a mile My curiosity running wild Cruising and playing the radio With no particular place to go Riding along in my automobile I was anxious to tell her the Again, being a lyricist, Bob Dylan is, uh, you know, how good does it get? Bob Dylan is absolutely uh, amazing. I could probably fill 20 songs with just Bob Dylan songs. But Highway 61 Revisited uh, is got, again, he tells a story, but he tells a surrealistic story. And he lets the audience kind of make up their own little world going on there. But uh, his play on words is one of my favorite things in the world. Highway 61. Oh, God said to Abraham, kill me a son. Abe said, man, you must be putting me on. God said, no. Abe said, what? God said, you can do what you want, Abe, but uh, next time you see me coming, you better run. Well, Abe said, where you want The Vapors, One Hit Wonders. Uh... I, I think that uh, this song, Turning Japanese, I didn't understand the entire uh, idea of this song till later when somebody explained it to me. Uh, that's how naive I am. But the song was such a perfect pop song. It was just one of those songs that's three-minute songs that, that uh, the guitars, everything, it was maybe the best song of that era and maybe the one of the most, le one of the least... Um, Recognized, turning Japanese, the vapors. I got your picture, I got your picture. I'd like a million up and around myself. I want the doctor to take 
Okay, now, um, very few bands make me go, oh, what was that? Uh, first time I heard this song, somebody told me by the Killers. I had no idea who they were. All I knew was that it was really well written and uh, lyrically, when it got to the chorus, I was my head was going up and down. Uh, and uh, since then, the Killers have been sort of like a uh, uh, a guilty pleasure of mine. Uh, I, I'm not much into a lot of the new bands, but this band is particularly good. Okay, best hook of all time, Satisfaction maybe, or My Sharona. You cannot get away from this hook line. It is one of the great hooks of all time. Um, the Knack, who were billed as the new Beatles, that was a horrible thing for any record company to do to anybody. They did it with Bruce Springsteen. They said, you'll be the new Bob Dylan. And, and I met Bruce back then, and I said, don't let him do that to you. Don't be the new Bob Dylan. Be the new Bruce Springsteen. But it was the same thing with the Knack. Uh, we're, they're the new Beatles. And then they had to live up to that. But this song did, My Sharona. Jane's Addiction makes me angry because they should have made a lot more records. Uh, it was one of those bands that really were unique to anything else around. The sound of his voice, the idea of it, it, it totally caught some part of the soul of that generation, this, this band did. I, I, they were caught between generations somehow. Um, and this song just stayed in my head forever. Ben Caught Stealing. Best live band of all time? Well, you might think the Beatles, you might think the Rolling Stones or the Who. I say Paul Butterfield Blues Band. Uh, you had two guitar players, Mike Bloomfield and Elvin Bishop. I challenge you to find two better guitar players in the world. And then on top of it, you had Paul Butterfield, maybe the best harmonica player of all time, best harp player. Uh, this stuff was done live in the studio, usually one or two takes. Uh, if you don't know Paul Butterfield, pick up the East-West album. It is maybe the finest guitar work and harmonica work you've ever heard in your life. But this song was a song that everybody in the world has done. And uh, if you're in a band and don't do this song, it's like not knowing Gloria, you know. Born in Chicago, Paul Butterfield Blues Band. Well, my second friend went down when I was 21 years of age. Well, there's one thing I can say about that boy. 
Well, The Who was a big part of Alice Cooper's influence. Uh, first time we saw The Who, they were smashing guitars and amps, but that wasn't what attracted me to them. They had the best drummer I'd ever seen in my life, and they had the best guitar player, front man I'd ever seen in my life. Nobody played like Pete Townsend. Uh, their first couple of singles, I, my generation, you know, and, and those early pop pop songs, my generation may have been the first heavy metal song of all time, but their first real successful, the what, what actually put money in their pockets was this song, and it has the best opening, I think, of any rock song I can think of, I Can See For Miles. The Beach Boys. Surprised that Alice Cooper likes the Beach Boys. Love the Beach Boys. Uh, love the Four Seasons. Love Burt Bacharach. I love uh, Laura Nero. You know, I mean, a lot of people in this business that you would never think that is in my record collection is uh, Antonio Carlos Jobim. Um, but when I was 13, this song came out, and to this day, for some reason, I, every time I hear this song, I'm 13 again on a skateboard. I get around, the Beach Boys. Round, round, get around, I get around, yeah, get around, round, round, I get around, I get around. Rolling Stones had so many hits. They were the ultimate rock band. Mick Jagger was the prototype lead singer. My parents hated them. Of course, that meant I loved them. Uh, as soon as the, my parents saw the Rolling Stones, suddenly the Beatles were okay. <laughs> uh, when they did this song on Ed Sullivan, they made them change it to Let's Spend Some Time Together. But the song is Let's Spend the Night Together, Rolling Stones. Let's spend the night together. Now I need you more than ever Let's spend the night When our band moved from Phoenix, Arizona to Los Angeles to make it big, the first people we met were the Doors. They, were, they sort of took us under their wing. We got to go into their studio. We got to listen to Jim Morrison and Robbie Krager and Ray Manzarek and John Densmore recording with Paul Rothschild, and it was like an experience. We were just like little flies on the wall. We sat in a little couch just trying not to make any noise. Uh, watching these guys work because we realized this is what we were going to be doing. We better learn from the best. And um, the Doors were a phenomenal band because they weren't, they weren't the San Francisco hippie band. They were the L.A. sex sound. L.A. had a whole different sound. L.A. love, bands like Love, um, and the Whiskey A Go-Go, 
the doors were the pulse, the sexual pulse of L.A. And Jim Morrison sold it better. And nobody played like Robbie Krager. Nobody played like the doors. So this song, recently I just did this song on stage with Robbie Krager, and it was one of the most fun things I ever did. Break on through the doors. I found an island in your arms, country in your eyes. Well, staying in uh, early or late 60s, I guess it would be, in Los Angeles, there were maybe 10 clubs to play. And the band that was at every single club was Love. Love was the first sort of successful psychedelic band at the time. Um, Even the Doors wanted to be Love. That was their deal. They actually wanted to be as good as Love. Jimi Hendrix played with Love a few times. Uh, Arthur Lee, one of the really great writers, uh, if you haven't heard Forever Changes or De Capo album, those are two of the best albums of all time. Seven and Seven is, this song is in, for me on my radio show, is always in the top 10 of songs we just don't understand lyrically. I have no idea what this song is about, but it rocks. If I don't start crying, it's because that I have got no Procol Harum was one of those bands that was almost too good to be a rock band. They, they, they derived a lot of their music from a classical music. Uh, and you could tell. And their lyricist was a shoe salesman. He was a guy that sold shoes in England, but he would bring these lyrics in and they would write their songs to these lyrics. Um, Conquistador, the live version or the album version, either one is terrific. But if you listen to the live version, it gives you an idea of how good this band was live. Uh, Procol Harum Conquistador. There is no time I must pay my respects Though I came to cheer at you I leave now regrets And the gloom begins to fall I see there is no one And all you came with Well, I remember one night We were playing at the Hollywood Bowl and we did one of those productions like nobody had ever seen before, 19, uh, 1972, I guess it was, 70, maybe 71, where we had the stage set up for machine gun fire. It looked like a helicopter was coming down. We had, we had camels on stage. We had everything going. It was like hell's a-poppin'. And in the front row was this guy named Elton John and Bernie Toppin, who had just started. He was a nice little piano player that sort of like uh, wrote great songs and was not in the least bit flamboyant until this show. (laughs) After he saw our show, Elton John suddenly became Liberace. I think when he saw our show, it kind of released a certain 
well, if they can do that, I can take my music and do that too. So uh, happy to be a little bit of an influence in Elton John's persona. And I always like to think, Bernie Toppin's one of my best friends, that he wrote this song about me. All the young girls love Alice. All the young girls love Alice And the young Alice they say If I give you my number Will you promise to call me Wait till my husband's away This is a bit of a surprising song because the Nashville teens only had one hit. Uh, and it was during the British invasion. And uh, they took a song that was an old standard that had been around forever and everybody in the world had done it and did the best version of it. You know, out of all the great acts that did this this song, the Animals, a lot of different bands did this. In fact, it was, it was like House of the Rising Sun. It was a song that everybody had to know, blue standard. But for some reason, the Nashville teens caught this song better than anybody, Tobacco Road. All right, surprise time. Um, I think Laura Nero wrote more songs for The Fifth Dimension and bands all over the place. They all came and did her songs, Three Dog Night. Laura Nero was my hero. She wrote two or three of the greatest albums of all time, Eli and the 13th Confession, uh, the, her first album, uh, and New York Tenderberry. I consider her to be the best female writer of all time. And I think her versions of the songs were actually better than the covers. So uh, I tried to pick one that would be one that was actually a hit for her. This song was, uh, it sounds like Porgy and Bess and Broadway all, all put into one. Time and Love, Laura Nero. Guns N' Roses, we took them on the first tour. Uh, we saw them in a bar, said, these guys are great. Uh, we took them on tour, I think, 1984, uh, when they were uh, just young guns out there, and but great band, great, great band. Couldn't stay out of trouble. We had to bail them out of jail every night. Uh, but you could really see something was going on with this band. They were, they were going to be something. I kind of saw them as the new Aerosmith. Uh, and then they, they just took off with the next album they did. We still stayed in touch. I did a lot of recording with them. They did recording on my songs. I did recordings on their songs. But uh, uh, Welcome to the Jungle, I think, will be, their, will be their sort of personification of Guns N' Roses. Welcome to the Jungle!
right, Hands of Death, Burn Baby Burn from the X-Files. I'm uh, watching the Super Bowl in Miami on television. I get a call. Rob Zombie says, hey, I'm down at the studio right now. I'm doing a song for the X-Files. Uh, can you come down and sing on it? And I said, it's halftime. And he says, yeah, come on down. So I went down there, did the vocal with him, got back to the hotel before the second half started. The song got nominated for a Grammy. We were both nominated for Best Vocal Performance on a metal song. And uh, it was, uh, on top of it being Rob Zombie, who was one of my best friends, it was also on The X-Files, which was one of my favorite shows. So, I mean, it made sense to me all over the place. All right, well, uh, that was my eclectic bunch of songs, and I could do 20 more. Uh, I'm a fan of rock and roll. I'm a fan of music from the 60s on. Of course, I, I even like uh, be before that doo-wop stuff, but we won't get into that. Uh, from the British Invasion on, though, uh, I kind of like made that my life. So I picked out some eclectic stuff here, but uh, the next time I do this, I'll give you 20 different ones, okay? Alice Cooper signing off on iTunes Celebrity Podcast. Sweet nightmares. iTunes Celebrity Podcast.